actually my ninth episode, so thank you for joining me for my ninth episode of Manic Podcasting. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting, because I, myself, am also a writer. I'm definitely not published at all yet, but I'm hoping... No. Well, I'm published in, um, in UC's Literary Journal. One of my poems got published in, which is my college that I went to, so... Okay. I was well, then, pub- you're pub- then you're a published writer. <laughs> One publication, yay! Um, so you've actually been published a number of times. How many times have you actually been published? Oh God, um, it's it's been I would say close to thirty. Thirty. Wow. I would say close to thirty now. Uh, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that keeps track of all that stuff. <laughs> no, it's um, good you got just, to. Yeah. So now I I mean I think it's about thirty now. That's awesome. And I haven't earned a single dollar, which is okay. Really. Yeah, I haven't earned a single dollar from it, but it's okay, because it's not about the money, it's about the experience, it's about the, the, uh, you know, just the, the feeling of that, just the great feeling that you get from it, so. Right, definitely. Do you spend a lot of money to get your work published? Because I know a lot of times on Submittable and things like that, you got to spend sometimes a pretty penny. I avoid any journal that charges you money. And why is that? I mean, I get... I get why people do it. It's to cover the, the website costs. I totally understand. Yeah. I think it's like $25 a month or something to run if, to run submittable. So I totally get it. You're offsetting those costs. But, like, I I can get rejected for free. <laughs> I can get I – I can I can I have a whole list of lit journals I can submit work to tonight, and I'll be rejected by Saturday, and I'll do it for free. So yeah. I just I, – I, I know that – Sometimes, you know, you should once in a while probably submit. I, I would I would say I would only submit to places that charge you if you're sending a full manuscript. Because yeah. then I think you're actually going to get your money's worth. Right. Because I you're always thought... Get, yeah. Yeah, because I always thought how it worked was like... There's, there's like, when they're doing, like, a prize portion, that everybody who submitted, like, put into the pot. And then whoever Correct. won the prize. That, that's, how, that's how it works? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. That makes total sense to me. I have no problem supporting, you know, whoever does that. But I'm not going to just send $3 to Asshole Magazine <laughs> and get and get rejected because I can get rejected for free. I mean, I've been rejected over 1,000 times now. Right. Well, that's all a part of the process. Oh, yeah. And it's after the first, after the first 100... You don't even doesn't even phase you anymore. <laughs> it starts to hurt a little less. It's just like okay, whatever. Like it, it encourages you to get better, so, yeah. which is which is a good thing. Do you have like a specific magazine or online blog or anything that you submit to more than others that you like a lot? I I try to not submit. Like if I get something published in a magazine, I try not to resubmit anything magazine for a while mm-hmm. just because i don't want to be like oh they published me once they'll publish me again right i don't quite not to um back when i first started submitting stories i i confess i was being very immature um this one magazine just kept rejecting me no matter what i sent them and they rejected me about 35 times and i don't think they're around anymore and i think it's because of me <laughs> But for a while, I just kept submitting it to him because I was like, I was just, I was a man possessed. I was like, they're going to accept something. <laughs> like, eventually. But, um, 
But um, I, I started to get a little snarky too. So like I said, I was back when I was a little more immature. But um, I try to avoid places unless I mean sometimes they'll email you. Like I've I've published now. There's a, a magazine out there called Ghost Parachute, mm-hmm. which um, they just do flash fiction. And the guy who runs it, Brett, is a tremendous guy. And um, sometimes he'll email past contributors and he'll say, like, I'm looking for, you know, a blog post. Would you mind doing a blog post for me? Because he does a blog, too. And I, and I did that. I, I wrote oh, a little really blog cool. post. For so it's like, I've yeah, so so sometimes he'll reach out to you. Other times, I, I just, I try to, I try to avoid it. I mainly, like, the great thing about Submittable is, it tracks all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, if you get rejected ten times by this magazine, you can just keep submitting it to them. So, I, I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather stick it to the people that have rejected me twelve times because eventually someone, I hope, will break. Yeah, for but sure. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what are some of, like, your favorite things that you've written? Because I know you sent me... A f- you sent me a few pieces which I really really enjoyed you, s- you sent oh. me four of them and I really really enjoyed them specifically the non-fiction one the negative okay. inspiration yeah, that yeah. one that one really hit me in the gut and that kind of like yeah. goes into why you started writing in the first place yeah well. yeah so um that was a non-fiction piece that was actually my first non-fiction piece that I not wrote but actually got published um it started off the, the, the editor for that, that magazine is tremendous because she basically made me rewrite it from just angry ranting to, like, <laughs> let's actually make a valid thing out of this. So um, I'm really, really happy with the way it turned out. And um, I am proud of it because it actually got the most response that I've ever gotten out of a, a piece. So it was something that... To, it was something to look into, like maybe writing more nonfiction, because that was that was definitely one of the more therapeutic things I ever wrote, and it turned out to be one of the best things, personally, I think, that I wrote. So, um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta, you know, even so, some people don't want to like tap into that part of themselves because right. they're afraid of what'll come out. Yeah, like they're just like, oh, I, it may be a little too dark. I, I disagree. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing you need to. That's the thing you need to write. Because uh, if you're going to spend your time not writing about what's scary, I mean, w- w- then what are you doing? Like, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. It can't, it, can't, it can't all be happiness and bubbles and, and unicorns. Like, we got to have a little blood in there. you gotta yeah. have a little. got to have a little. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the kind words. It's, it's definitely, um, it was definitely a piece that needed to be written. And uh, I could spend a lifetime talking about it. But that was <laughs> um, one of the reasons I, I started writing in the first place was to just get out of that situation yeah definitely and and with my writing as well I'm I'm more of a more of a poetry writer and a lot of my stuff is very cathartic and dark and like just very trauma oriented so I definitely get what you're saying like sometimes sometimes the hardest thing to write is the most necessary absolutely absolutely and it can be the most rewarding as well absolutely I would say you know never try to shy away from um from writing those things that, that, I mean, it's, that can turn out to be the best. Right. You know, it's, and, and, and there's a million people out there that are feeling probably the same way. And when they see that, they're like, oh my God, I can do it too. Yeah. 
or they look at it like that's just the thing I needed yeah. to get through the day or help, you know, so it's, so it helps you, but it helps other people too, which is, which is a great thing. Right, which uh, which is a lot of the reason why I started writing as well. And I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting in like writing workshops and stuff, and people have been like, "Damn, like this is really dark. Like I've never write something like this and like show it yeah. to people." Well, yeah, hey, you have to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah, it's all a part of the process. That's right. That's right. So, what is the genre that you like writing the most? Are you more of a flash fiction or nonfiction been... or? I've been getting into flash fiction a lot more recently. Um, it's I like the challenge, mm-hmm. and, and I like the because well, see with flash, I know some places have a different definition of it. Everywhere it's like well, it's got to be five hundred words. And right. Some places, like oh, it's a thousand words. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but oh, I like the challenge because it it you know it it helps you. You're like, okay, I have to do this set thing. I have this set restriction. What can I do? And it's fun because, like, what kind of backstory do you have to add to it? What kind of situation can you create? And and I've been getting into that recently, um, but I mainly stick to fiction for now. Um, that's what I feel most comfortable in. I've written two books that, me personally, I, I, I know that that was probably – a large undertaking. So I've been sticking to shorter fiction lately. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily a genre f- fiction person either. I like reading it, but I personally don't think I'd be good writing it. So I've been sticking to, I hate saying this cause it's kind of like a, like a catch all term, but literary <laughs> fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's just, it's the term that's like, you know, the Barnes and Noble section. <laughs> right. Like exactly. Section <laughs> is basically what it is because if it doesn't fit in sci-fi or mystery, you know, it's there. So, that's what I've been getting into lately, and I'm very happy with with where it's going. So I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm sticking to what is working, I guess, or somewhat working. <laughs> well, there you go. And I read your "It's All About the Breathing" piece as uh, well. And that one, what was your inspiration for that specifically? Like thinking from the point of view of a pregnant woman who was struggling with the fact that she was pregnant. I had a friend. I'll I'll keep him unnamed, I had a friend <laughs> who expressed, who expressed some, um, frustrations about her upcoming pregnancy, and I just got to thinking about it, because it, it's something that I obviously will never experience, Right. but I was just like, there has to be, like, and another, and another inspiration from it came, was like, everyone just seems so happy. <laughs> when they're pregnant, yeah. like not okay, like not happy. Like I understand they're like going through this, but like, but everyone's like, oh, I'm no, so I excited. agree. Yeah, I'm so excited for this thing to happen. But I'm like, what if there's a small percentage of women who are like, this is bullshit. Yeah, that would be me. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fiddle around with this, and that's what I did. I just kind of fiddled around with just this angry voice, and like I said, I'm taking a lot of liberties with the voice in that story because I know it's something I won't experience and I know I'm, I don't want to generalize anybody. It was a very difficult piece in that respect because I didn't want to, I didn't want to make light of anything. I certainly didn't want to, you know, disparage anyone who was going through something like that, but it it became an exercise where I was like, I I wonder what I can get out of this. And the end result, I was, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. I thought it it worked out quite well. It got, it got some, it got some angry submissions. 
Oh, really? Rejections. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, People were it was, mad about it. Oh, they were... The one response, it was just kind of like, this, this isn't true, and like, you know, it, it's not it's not right to, uh, you know, generalize and stuff like that. I was like, well... I was like... I mean, oh. you. I feel like I feel like in the piece itself, like you weren't necessarily generalizing because the the person was talking about how there's people over here that are happy and people over here that aren't happy about it. So right. you know, you were showing you were showing a lot of different sides. Right. I, I tried to make it as as you know down the middle as I could, and, and thankfully got accepted by um, fine folks over at Hypertext Magazine. The, the, the woman who was in charge, she loved it. She was like, awesome. oh my god, this would be me. <laughs> and, uh, That's I, how I felt reading it, too. I was like, you know, if I was in that position, I feel like all of these things would also be going through my head, like, as a female. So that's why I thought it was really, really well written. I, I appreciate that. That's That's been that's been a good piece for me to show. Um, people, like, were like, show me a story or send me a story. I, I like to send that one because it's. I feel like that's... That's a good representation of how I write a story, how I attack a story. Like I don't, I don't like to. I mean, you've read. I forget what pieces I sent you exactly. The other two I sent you, I forget exactly. But they all kind of, they don't beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. There's no flowery backstory. There's no three pages. The first three pages are like, well. Johnny grew up on a farm. It's like, yeah, no, right. we, we don't have time for this. Yeah. And we that's what I really, time. yeah, that's what I really admired about your work too, is it, it oftentimes just jumped right into it instead of like tiptoeing into it and then diving and it kind of like dove in right away and then you have to get your bearings, which I love stories like that. And those are the kinds that I really gravitate towards. I, I, I yeah, I do too. I, that's what I like. Just flat out, just get to the point. Life is short. Exactly. We don't have time to sit here and go into to five pages of, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's why I couldn't read Twilight because she talked about the color of the grass for like three fucking chapters, and I was like, can we get to the point? Like, (laughs) I I didn't read it for for a bevy of reasons, but (laughs) for more reasons than just that. Oh, fuck! Just oh god. There's real work out there that needs to be read. No, I appreciate it. There's there's real work. Definitely, I agree with you. So with that, who are yeah. some of your favorite authors? Uh, I was always a um, I, I never got into the classic authors, and and I say that with a little bit of you know. I, I know you're supposed to be like, I really like the classics, because that's what they're... And I'm like, you know what? Some of the classics kind of suck. I agree with you. Some of the classics just flat out kind of suck. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like a lot of 20th century writers. Okay. Um, Raymond Carver is is probably the all-time god to me. Uh, bless his heart. He <laughs> passed away, I think, before he was, I was even born. But um, Raymond Carver, I... I enjoy Cormac McCarthy as well, and, um, oh God, of course, now I'm blanking on something. <laughs> I can picture my bookshelf, but I can't, I can't think of, um, J.D. Salinger, obviously, was, a, was an inspiration for me for a while, um, so I would say those three for right now, until I think of another one, um, Carver, especially, because he's the one 
one of the ones, I should say, that got into that whole making short stories short again. Yeah. Like, don't use 100 words when you can use 25. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really, really like. I encourage anyone listening or anyone in the future to ever read a story of his. Um, I think, like, you'll read one and you'll be immediately irate because of how (laughs) short it is. But then I think if you read it again, you'll be like, wow, like that actually really hit home. Yeah. So he's definitely a, a, a huge inspiration. So hopefully someday I get to have a drink with him in whatever afterlife. <laughs> he, was a, he was a staggering drunk and he was a beautiful man. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's definitely, there's definitely power in, in minimal words. For sure, because you can you can do a lot more with less, and that's what I've learned throughout my writing as well. Is that I'm I'm a very wordy, extensive individual, and I notice the more I can cut down, the better. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Every writing professor I've ever had um, said the the two best pieces of advice I ever got in a writing class was um, with poetry. I'm not, I'm not much of a poetry writer anymore. I, I dabbled with it, but I never really kind of stuck with it. Was mm-hmm. You're going to stop rhyming right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I no don't one, like rhyming, really. No one rhymes in poetry anymore, <laughs> so you're going to cut that out. And um, whatever you write, read it out loud a couple times. And by like the third or fourth time you're reading it out loud, you start to get frustrated with how much you're reading, so that'll help you cut it out. Like, that'll oh. help you... I'll never forget that. It was one of the greatest writing experiences I had because we were, like, writing, like, an essay or something, and it was like, all right, read it out loud. And then by, like, the fifth page, we're like, man, did I really have to write all this? So then you go back and you cut out what doesn't work. And I that is genius. Yeah, I think I, that I, might have just changed my life a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I hope it worked. I mean, it worked for me. Yeah. It may not work for other people, but that that was a great experience to discover that was like wow i'm wasting my time and i'm wasting other people's time get to the point wow yeah i'm definitely gonna take that advice and run with it for sure try it try it it might work because i'm so extensive when i write and it's bad because i have so much detail i want to include in like this one little thing and it's just like amanda stop (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong it works in some respects it works i think it works with you know it, it works in regards to whatever you're writing, but sometimes it's just like if it feels like it's if it feels like you have to sit there and make something up, maybe it doesn't need to be included. Like right after all, like if it if it if it doesn't sound right, don't include it. Right, definitely. That's what I that's what I learned, and so those are those were definitely two good pieces of advice that have helped me. And obviously, read. You have to read. Yeah. To be a writer, I think, or at least to you know. That's what they all say. You have to. It's mm-hmm. Because, not just because you're experiencing a great story, and, well, the other, the other reason why I do it is I read something and I'm like, well, that was kind of crap. <laughs> I could do a lot better with this idea. You tinker with it. You think, well, like I said, like, some of the classics, no, no. Or some of the, some of the Barnes & Noble, uh, Oh my god! You should you yeah. should read this. It's like I, yeah. I I read the first page and I'm like, this is shit. Right? Like I should not read this. Thanks. I should not read this. This is shit. And then it's like <laughs> the stuff that I would recommend would 
would be scaring people. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, um, so, I don't know. So, I, it, it's what, yeah, people like. Is the, is the fiction genre the thing that you like to read the most as well? Yeah, yeah, I do cool. like, I do like my nonfiction. I, I, um, I do like it from time to time. It's, it's great to, to, to break away from the fiction and read something, you know, read something true. Like I'm a, yeah. I'm a big essay guy, a big memoir essay guy. Yeah, so like stuff ones. like, um, Nick Flynn, mm. who wrote one of my all time favorite books, uh, another bullshit night in suck city, because <laughs> I had a bad relationship with my dad. He obviously did too. So that was a great influence yeah. in my life. But, um, I'm mostly a fiction guy. I like using my imagination. I like, you know, coming, you know, coming to the, being able to see like what's playing out in front of me, like a movie. I do like that. But, yeah, um, definitely. I, after about five books, I'm like, all right, I need to read something real. <laughs> cleanse because you don't have to pay attention as much. Yeah. I know that sounds awful, but you don't have to pay attention as much. <laughs> so. I mean, I think that there's some truth to that, because fiction is so layered, there's so much to it, you kind of have to pay attention to every detail, or even little parts of the story aren't going to make sense. Right, right. So, who inspires you, or what, I should say, who or what inspires you the most in your writing? I know you talked about it a little bit in Negative Inspiration, that some of it comes from your dad, but is there anything else that kind of, like, inspires you, or kind of gets your creative juices flowing? Um... I like, I'm a big people watcher, and that was just something that I always like to do, and I like imagining, I like imagining an alternate timeline for them. Mm -hmm. That's just something that I like to do, like if I'm sitting at the bar, or if I'm sitting at, you know, <laughs> work or whatever, and I'm just kind of like watching people, I, I like to come up with stories, I like to imagine, like what would be different or what I could like just spending like another day in someone else's shoes. I'm a big like thinker. I like to read people. So mm -hmm. just watching people and just some of the weird stuff they do really inspires me. Um, it's also just something that I just like to do. I like to, to tinker. I like to create. I like to, I don't know. I, I, I can't sit still. I can't, you know, just, I have to think I have to be doing something and I think this is a good activity for me because it allows me to take some of these thoughts that are running through my head, just crazy, just weird thoughts and actually like, <laughs> you know, put them down to paper and just kind of like, oh, it, it's fun because, um, you can delete it. <laughs> right. See it. You can just be like, okay, that was a good exercise. It, I think it's, it's just therapeutic. <laughs> Yeah, in definitely. a lot of ways for me because um, it, it allows me to create something that I can call my own and to also get out some frustrations I have about people or things or whatever. It's just it's it's just fun to me. It's it's a lot of fun and I like reading it too. Just I like I like just people could just pass ideas to each other and I like being able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really good. I think that for me I never really thought about that. Like, just the idea of being analytical of others, being an inspiration in and of itself. And I think that yeah. there's a lot of power to that, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. There's, it's, the world is a fascinating, disturbing, disgusting place <laughs> in a lot of ways. True that. And 
I don't know. I, I I'm not a I'm not a real big sit at home TV guy. I'm, right. I'm I'm a big like. If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna sit at the bar. And I'm just gonna. Watch. I'm not gonna talk to people. I don't talk to people. I just watch them. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, you know what? And I just listen to their stories. And I'm just kind of like, all right, like this could be fun. Um, <laughs> it's good to just keep your brain going, honestly, because sitting it by yourself with your thoughts and not being able to do anything with them is a very yeah. scary thing. It's toxic. Definitely. It's expre- It's also nice. Just expression's one of the most important things you have. Right being able to just say what you want to say so take advantage of it i mean i have a lot of friends that are just like oh i've thought about maybe writing something but uh who would want to read it you never know you never know that's what i tell some, everybody that writing yeah. is the best therapy really yeah you have no idea who's gonna read it some goofball from i don't know schenectady new york or something <laughs> could read it and be like oh wow that's great and then the next thing you know i don't know <laughs> It's it's a it's a it's a we're all connected in this world, you know. Now, especially with social media, so it's like you post something online, even if you think it's a shit story or a shit poem, it can become inspirational for that person. So yeah. it's somebody could read it have, and feel something from it. Yeah, I think that's what's so powerful about writing, and that's why I appreciate it so much. Because yeah, even it's, even if it's fiction, there's still some truth to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. People take little pieces of themselves and put it in stories, and, that, and that's fun, too. Mm-hmm. Because um, I like doing that from time to time. Just like, what part of that? Because, like, friends that know me for a while, they'll read a story, and they'll be like, so I was waiting for you to put that in, or I was waiting for this story <laughs> to come back up, and I'm like, well, whatever you say to me, <laughs> just let you know, this is, this is a constantly running tape recorder. <laughs> that's what I tell people, too. This I'm is like, a, don't like, fuck with, with me. <laughs> And I will put it in, and I'll, like, I'll change the name. I, I'll make sure that you know I do all the legal things I have to do. But just so you know, anything you say, <laughs> can and will be held against you. <laughs> absolutely, and that's fun too. And that's fun just to just to take little fun stories of people's lives. Just I don't know. It's I personally think it's 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 one of the best hobbies out there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, or lifestyles or whatever. Like, some people think it a whole lifestyle. It's just, it's fun. It's just, there's nothing better, I think. I would agree with that, for sure. So, what is your, what's your favorite part? I think you kind of, like, delved into it a little bit, but, but what's your favorite and then your least favorite part about writing and the process of it all? Um, least favorite is probably start with the least favorite the least favorite i don't like especially if it's something long i don't like going through it again i don't like drafts that's what i mean yeah i don't like making drafts <laughs> i think i think it's the writers, worst and i'm saying this as someone who hasn't achieved any sort of success in the world <laughs> i'm just saying this as somebody who happened to get some stories published on journals on I think that writers that go through 15 drafts of a story or a novel, I think they're insane. <laughs> Why on earth would you just sit there and go through something 15 fucking times? Now, the people that do are New York Times bestselling authors, so what do I do? 
But I pers- I look at that, like I follow some writers on Twitter. I actually follow a lot of writers on Twitter because it's fun to 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 figure them out. It's fun to, to whatever. Mm-hmm. And I look at their like, I'm on the 10th draft of my third novel. It's like, are you fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> you have to be fucking high if you're doing this. <laughs> so when I write something... And this is why I almost probably never finish anything, is that when I write something, I try to write it once. Maybe twice. Now, I'm also keen to going through edits if a publisher or an editor goes through it and be like, well, you should change this, change this. Okay, that's something entirely different. That's an entire, entirely different animal. But, like, when I'm writing something, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. I'm not changing the tone, I'm not changing the message, some people, they'll want to change, be like, oh, maybe you should change this about the ending, maybe you should change the ending, no, no, this is it, I don't do drafts, I never did, even in school, when it was rough and final, it's just, <clears throat> I think people get caught up in that too, and that's why it's my least favorite, is because people are like, well, my fourth draft wasn't that good, so I'm going to abandon it for a while, <laughs> shut the fuck up, <laughs> into it and just like quit worrying about all the little minor crap and just I don't know it's yeah I'm, I'm the same way, though, within, within my poetry as well, because I feel like, because with my poetry, I like to, like, write when I'm in, in the moment of, like, sheer, like, whatever I'm feeling. And I feel like if I go back and edit it, then it kind of, like, takes away from that moment in which I was exactly. writing. Exactly. Writing is about a moment. Writing is about, oh, shit, I got about ten good sentences in me, and I'm just going to keep writing it. And and if you go back and change that, it, yeah, exactly what you said. It, it ruins the whole... It, like, ruins it. It's like, yeah. well, then there goes the whole point of this whole thing. And, and you know, it's, writing is expression of emotion. And if you have to sit there and draft that, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to anyone who reads it. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, that's why I'm probably not as <laughs> successful as I could be. But, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that's the way I see it. And I'm going to keep that approach. Anyone who who sits, like... I've had professors that have sat there and be like, well, this, this could, you know, this could, you, you need another draft. I'm like, no, this is it. <laughs> you can, can grade me on this. I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, most of the time when I've done that, um, I've had, like, lines where people have, like, rewritten and stuff in, like, workshops and stuff. I'm like, no, that's not how I meant it. Like, you can try to rewrite it to something that, like, fits your narrative and makes more sense to you, but that's not how I wanted it to sound. Usually when I, when I make, if and when I make any edits to my poetry, it's either grammar or I'm, like, changing out words because I use words too much because I repeat myself or something. Yeah. And that's yeah. really the only time. Because I, I agree with you. I think it t- takes away from the genuine nature of when you were writing it and what you were feeling in that moment. And to go back another day and look at it and change it is, like, almost you're cheating yourself of what you were doing at that time. Right. And, and the thing is, is that we're in a very subjective industry in that people, people's opinions are, infl- like, they're just going to look at something and they're going to be like, well, this is about this, so I'm not going to like this. But it's like, did you give it a chance? Right. Did you, did you, re- like, I've had, I've had rejections where people are just like, well, you know, it's about, it's about, I don't think that's right. Well, yeah, of course it's not right. That's the point. 
<laughs> like, like... If you'd read it, you would know. <laughs> this is, this is violent. Well, it may not be all violent. Like, give it, give it a chance. And, I, and, and that's the problem is that, like, people are just going to look at something, like, you could spend all day slaving over something. And one person could reject it in, like, 20 minutes, like, no, this, this is, this is, I don't like how you, it's all subjective, and it's, and it's crazy, because the people that achieve success, it's just like, how do you do it? Because you, everything that I send, it's like, people get divided, I don't know, I'm, I'm ranting, that, that burns me up. <laughs> when people, when people want you to change what you wrote. Oh, it's yeah. Just, that, it, it just, it just get like, no, because... In my experience, I, I, I don't know how often you submit things on Submittable, but I get burned up when people are like, this is what we want and don't send us anything else. Like, you have the right to create your magazine however you want to, but right. you're, with, you're, you're excluding probably 85% of your submitters by saying that. Yeah. Like, we only want stories about people from Montana. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're going to get two submissions a month. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so, that's my least favorite part, is drafts and people who want you to change what you write. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite part is, and, I, and I'm saying this, I, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be patting myself on the back when I say this, but I, I like the feeling of when you write something and it's online and people read it and they're like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and they're like, wow, this is great. I, I, I kind of like that. And I know that sounds very selfish. No, and, not at all. Because us I, as writers, I, we're our worst critics. So when somebody, really somebody breaks that mold a little bit and like shows us that, hey, maybe we're actually not pieces of shit, then you get excited mm -hmm. about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I like the creating and I like the, I like all that too. I like coming up with stories, but I, I like being able, I like being able to have a body of work that, like, if I'm submitting, like, a resume to, like, I've been submitting resumes to um, magazines and, like, publishing companies now, and they're like, well, send us a body of work. Send us, like, stuff you have published. And that, I think, is a big hurdle because then, like, if you have that, you can submit to these jobs. And, like, you can, because, like, people won't even consider you if you don't have anything published. Like, even professors at some of the finest universities around, they have to stay published constantly to keep their job. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it enabled, for me to able to say, okay, here's three of my, what I feel are my best stories for this job, I think that's a great accomplishment, and I feel good being able to do that. And, like, they still reject me anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to say... I have something online that people can read at any time. Yeah. And all it takes is one person to read that and be like, okay, this is, you know, this works. So it, it's kind of a selfish part or selfish reason, <laughs> but I, I have to admit it's, it's great no, to be able good. to slave over something. Yeah. And then have that end result yeah. there. Like you can just Google it at any time. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little <laughs> egotistical, I, I confess, but it's also extremely exciting to know that your hard work has paid off. No, I think that's great. I definitely, so. I definitely think that's great. And if I were 
published in multiple different places, I think that I would 110% agree with you. <laughs> I think that that would make me feel very good. Well, you got to get back on that submittable. You got to no, find that. I need to do it. <laughs> you have to. I tell people that all the time. Submittable for 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 people who don't know what submittable is, just a brief a brief thing. It's a website that most most lit journals use to accept their submissions, and it's one of the most fantastic websites on the internet right now, bar none, mm -hmm. um, because it helps you keep track of what you send to where, and there's they let you know what's in progress and what's declined and all other stuff. And it's it's a great source not only to send stuff to, but just to read if you want to get a sense of like what's out there. And, and it's also um, big with jobs, too. Um, it helped me get um, some work with journals and magazines. Like, I've, I've been on the staff of two magazines now oh, as a fiction that. reader. And, uh, yeah, and it, it's, it's a great source for that, too, because you could find a job with a magazine or a press or something. So Submittable is definitely something that, people if, if you want to be a writer or be in the industry to some capacity you need to be unsubmittable and it's free so yeah that's awesome there's my plug they're not paying me to say that i'm saying that <laughs> hashtag ad <laughs> yeah I have to, yeah god yeah now i'm a corporate chill jeez so. Uh, so to kind of go off on that do you have a do you have like a favorite rejection story because everybody's got them and i want to know oh. your favorite that's all right. Um, <laughs> I, for a while, I used to save my rejection letters, and I haven't been doing that lately. But okay, I'll tell this story because this this guy, his journal's not around anymore because I'm petty and I look stuff up like that. <laughs> back, back when I first started submitting my work, there was a magazine. I don't, not even a magazine, it was a blog, um, called The Camel Saloon. That's what it was called, The Camel Saloon. And it looked like mostly a poetry website. And I was like, okay, there's enough diversity on here that my stuff might fly. Okay, I'll send them some stuff. So I sent them some stuff. I, I'm gonna, I, I know the guy's name, but I'm not going to say it out loud just in case. <laughs> but, I ever, but if I ever get another book published, he's going in the acknowledgement section. <laughs> and just as, just as a fuck you and he emailed me back and this is all he said I'm paraphrasing slightly but he said if you've ever read submission guidelines what did he say hold on he said if you've never read sub submission guidelines I suggest you do if you've ever read any submission guidelines you should know what to do something very like something very elitist and something very snotty like pretentious so I, so I, as fuck like damn yeah, that's all he said that's all he said there wasn't a rejection well it was a rejection in a way and i was like all right i've had a few drinks in me i'm gonna email him back and i said i'm not exactly sure what you're talking about could you please could you please you know go into a little bit of detail and just describe to me exactly what I did wrong because I, I followed the guidelines. That's the other thing. I, I got to go on a really brief um, side story to this. Um, <laughs> I hate, 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 hate more than anything about this industry is when magazines ask for your phone number. 
I don't know if you've ran into that. Yeah, I've ran into all. that. I'm always weary about it. I do it because I know they'll reject it without reading it if I don't. Yeah, exactly. So at least I have a fighting chance. But, like, the, the editor of Tin House is not going to text you. Like, the editor of, you know, the Kenyan Review is not going to text you at 9 o'clock at night and say, do you want to split a pizza? Like, I don't know why these people want your phone number. They have your... <laughs> They, they, they don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know why they want that. Because, like, you have your address. Yeah, you have everything. Like, obviously, you're a real person. <laughs> Everything's there. Like, I get, like, you have the email in the thing. So, like, you can just email me. But, like, I, I, I get the address. Because it's like, I've had this before where you get a print copy accepted. They want to email you or they want to mail you a copy of the magazine. Right. Or, fine. That makes total sense to me. But, like, they want your phone number. And it's like, no, well, I do it, like I said, but who the hell, there's not one editor on any magazine in this country, and you can put this on my grave, that's <laughs> going to text you and be like, you know what, your story really sucked. <laughs> or they're not going to call you at one in the morning drunk like, oh my god, I read your story and it's so great. Like, I don't know why. And, 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 and I... I <laughs> I, I, it's just it's it's a, something that bothers me about the industry. I don't get it. But anyway, so I emailed the guy back. Like, could you explain to me just a little more of what you meant? And he was just like, "No, you should know what I meant." And that's all he said. I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's that's basically the gist. And I'm like, "Well, what?" <laughs> I was just like, well... Did you double-check the guidelines? Like, <laughs> I, did, I did. I was like, I follow the guidelines. I don't know what your problem is, but fuck you anyway. <laughs> and he his his website is, is no longer... It's still up, but there hasn't been anything posted to it. Um, I've also had a lot of rejections where people told me my work is offensive. <laughs> and that, to me, is a really great compliment. Not that I wrote anything <laughs> offensive... Like, not that Just I that like, your work in and of itself I, is offensive. Um, th- yeah, it's this is like a, no, this is this is this is offensive and disturbing. <laughs> okay, so it got to you is basically what you're saying, and you're just afraid. Um, but no, I've a lot of rejections I get are just the standard. We're sorry. Uh, this isn't what we're looking for right now. It's just like the the, the same automatic. Blah, yeah reject automatic reject i did have one no i'm gonna refrain from that story you said uh-oh again but um (laughs) i've i've emailed people like on submittable that send like really awful like rejection letters like they're worded really strangely and i'm like you might want to change that a little bit because it sounded like you accepted it and then now i'm finding out that you're rejecting it because a lot yeah, of Yeah, like the passive-aggressive like, Yeah, like, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you so much for submitting your work to Asshole Magazine. We really loved enjo- we really loved reading your work, and we really enjoyed it, but... Right. And I'm like, oh, you bastards. Like, you get me, like, so excited, and then, and then you, you have to word it like that. Like, if you're going to reject me, just reject me. Just, like, we're sorry. No. Right. Just get just to the point. Just email don't me butter me up. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, don't butter me up, because that's the worst rejection, is when they're like, we really enjoyed your work, 
and it came down to the wire, but we decided we're going to go into another direction. It's like, come on. <laughs> Did you like it or not? You don't have to spare my feelings. I've been through this I, a few times. <laughs> right. I was like, just, just tell me, honestly. Do I suck or not? <laughs> um, so now there's, there's been some good rejections, um, but there's also been some, some really great, I mean, out of the a thousand rejections I've had, the 27 or 28 or whatever that I've gotten accepted, it, believe me, they far outweigh. And it's great to actually like when someone reaches out be like, we really liked this. Yeah, what's like the what's like the biggest publication that you've been? Um. Okay. Um. I would say. See, I don't know. Some may be bigger than others. Um. Or I guess group, you could say the one that you're most proud of, really. The one that I'm most proud of. I'm gonna say. I'm actually going to go with, um, it's all about the breathing, actually, because that was, um, I was really glad that someone saw what I saw in it, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of positive feedback on it, and... It got 25, I'm looking right now, it got 25 Facebook shares. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Jeez, I don't even, I didn't even know that. Um... That one was, that one's probably the one I'm most proud of in just the fact that this was something that I wanted to tell and, and it actually found a home. Um, the other one, I don't know if I sent, did I send you Go Away, Please? Yeah, you did. You did. Did I, I send you that? Mm-hmm. I'm actually really happy that got accepted because that was the one that people were saying was very disturbing and offensive. Oh, really? Yeah, because I guess they didn't like the fact, well without revealing anything to anyone who's like, I mean, it's not a happy story. And people were like, well, it's sad. It's sad and it's disturbing. And it's, why would you write that? And it was like, I sent it off to, to Dime Show Review and they were like, yeah, we loved it. We're going to put it in our print edition. Like, okay. <laughs> like, awesome. I, I, it's nice having a story rejected 10 times and then having that, that acceptance. Yeah. So, um, no, there, I wouldn't say I have one that I'm, I'm happy with over everyone. It's just nice just to have one. Right. It's nice just to get that email and just be like, ah, oh, I finally have some green again on Submittable. <laughs> this, is, this is nice. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a journey, and I think people that are getting into it for the money either are super talented or they're deluding themselves. <laughs> yeah, or you just have high hopes. <laughs> because uh, I'm getting to the sad message part about it all, is that it's it's great to be able to do this. It's great. It's fantastic. I love being able to sit down and write a story. However, I know that realistically and logistically, this is a hobby for me. Mm-hmm. solely because I know that my work, the type of work that I like to write, will never be accepted fully by, I guess, what they say is mainstream. I mean, I don't... 
You never I know. Really, you never know. Times could change. Well, they could change, but I know that I will never compete with the garbage that's on the Barnes and Noble shelves right now. Like people just eat that shit up. I know. I will never understand it, but they do. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I I try to find stuff that's off the radar, and I and and nine times out of ten, it's a lot better than what Barnes and Noble is shilling. Yeah. Um. So. I definitely agree with that, and it's hard I don't to know. I don't because I'll, I'll try to I'll try to read stuff like that all the time, but like my attention span, I just can't. It's just it's hard. It's almost like it's almost painful in a way that this is a best selling novel and like. I, I'm not trying to, like, ego boost here or any by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, I could probably wake up tomorrow and write something similar. You know? And it's just, like... Yeah. Like, I think people can do that if they shut their brain off or their morals off or whatever and be like, I'm just gonna write the trashiest trash I can do. Like, of course anyone <laughs> can do that. That's what Goofball from uh, Twilight did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Goofball from um, Fifty Shades of Grey yep. did. It's just, like, I'm just gonna make a Twilight fan fiction about two people fucking and everyone's, <laughs> and everyone's like yeah i read it and it was great it but had like, sex in it yay <laughs> like yeah how about picking up the complete short stories of raymond carver and do that instead there you go or read or read i don't know like some of the stuff i've read this what's what's an example of something i read this year oh, i got a great example okay i just to give a book recommendation um, okay, if cool. anyone's looking for one or whatever, I recently read a book called Stephen Florida by a fellow named Gabe Habash, I think is H-A-B-A-S-H, I think it's Habash, anyway, uh, independent writer, independent press, I think it was Coffee House Press. Oh, anyway, cool. I couldn't put that goddamn book down, and I think it says a lot about the industry when something like that is universally recognized because real quick summation of the book it's about a college wrestler who's entering his senior year of college and he wants the big championship like he wants the big whatever i forget the exact name of the title or championship or whatever Mm -hmm. but he wants it he was building up to this his whole college career he wants to graduate as a winner he wants to graduate as a champion and he wants the big fight or whatever. And, yeah. and, and and before he gets to the big fight, it's like a like a qualifier or some tournament for a qualifier or whatever. He tears out his knee. He blows out his oh, knee. Oh, fuck. And he loses his mind. Because that's all he's ever known. Yeah. And the, pers- the following 100 pages after that is just buckle your seatbelt. This kid's losing his fucking mind. And I thought it was brilliant. And I thought it was just, it, it was, I couldn't put it down. And it's, and it's, it's something so simple. Yeah. We're not getting into a plot. We're not getting into a genre. We're not getting into, this, don't get me wrong. This is not a beat read. This is not a happy read. This isn't something that a lot of people are going to look at and be like, oh, I should read. But it's like, <laughs> you, if you want good writing and you want a good Thick, th- th- this is the book and it's one of the few books that I've read recently where I put it down I was like wow I did not want that to end and I'm that person who finds these writers on Twitter and I message them and I say I just want to let you know what your book meant to me and what I felt 
in writing this and reading this book. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and and nine times out of ten, they'll get back to you and they'll say, "Wow, I really appreciate it. Like, thank you. Like, you know, I I that's know it's really a random cool. message. It's not creepy. Like, I really appreciate the feedback. <laughs> this is really great. Thank." And it's if we're writing, if we're in this business, I feel like we have to help each other out. Oh yeah, definitely. We have to help each other out. We have to go to readings and we have to to read reviews and we have to you know find these books if we can and just be like this was great like this was absolutely incredible and i got i mean i'm not going to read it again for a while just because it was that intense but um i i will definitely pick that up again i'll be like damn I, i hope i get the same feeling i got the first time around i think i will but like that's the stuff that people should be reading and selling not you know some, I don't even know, remember when Snooki from Jersey Shore had a book or whatever? Did remember? she really stop? She did, she did. Oh my when God. she was, when she was popular, she they came out with some, like, book about, like, I'm drunk at the beach or whatever it was called, and it was just like, Snooki finds true love at the beach, and it's like, that can get published, but, like, people that are struggling can't, like, I don't know, it's... Yeah, that stuff makes me mad, too. But I'm definitely going to download that book and read it because I love really, really traumatic, really visceral and cathartic reads. So I'm excited about that. It, it's great. It's it's all first person from the point of view of this kid, and it's and it's absolutely incredible. And yeah. Yeah, one that I read that I really liked. Um, it's called Memoirs Aren't Fairy Tales. And um, it's basically a story about this girl who moves out of her hometown with her friend. And um, because they didn't want to be those people that, like, stayed in town and, like, stuck to their hometown. They wanted to get out and be one of the one people that made it. And basically it's about her journey out of her town and she ends up getting addicted to heroin. And so it's basically like a diary-esque type series thing where she writes about her experience and stuff. And it gets really, really twisted and fucked up and insane to the point where, like, I literally was like, okay, I have to read the next book now because I gotta figure out what happens. Yeah. So it was really, really good, and I liked that one a lot because I'm a, I'm a memoir type of person. I like to, you know, get into people's heads. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's oh everyone else's life is so fascinating. <laughs> right. It really is because you look at your own life for a while, like man, I'm boring. <laughs> Something like that. You're like, wow. It's, right. Like I need wow. a distraction really quick. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So if you have, I'm gonna. Um, end it off here with one last thing. If you had advice to anyone who wanted to get published or get into writing at all, what would your advice be? I would say find a comfortable comfortable place or a drink <laughs> and not be afraid of what people are going to, like, no one's going to be standing over your shoulder. No one's going to be watching. This is your opportunity to finally say what you've always wanted to say. Life is short, okay? You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. You could, you, you never know what could happen. I'm going to live my life with regrets. I know this. People say, I don't want to, I don't want to die with regretting anything. You're going to have regrets. Life is, it's just, that's what's going to happen. But I think that even though I'm going to have regrets with something, I don't want to regret ever writing something or I don't want to regret having written something 
I want to be able to say I had a life where I could write what I wanted to and this is what I said. And I think the best time to start that is now. You never know what can happen. You, you never know what kind of people are going to try to stop you. People are going to tell you no. People are going to say, well, this sucks. No, you shouldn't do it. It's like, you know what? That's when you throw out the big double bird and just be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, there's so many people out there who are going to tell you no. And the only person that ever needs to say yes is you. And you just need to do it. Amen. You just have to. You just have to. And I just would say, do it. <laughs> and I would say with submitting, with submitting work, get on submittable, go to the discover tab, find who's accepting free submissions. Don't ever pay for anything. And I guarantee you after the first 25 to 50 rejections, because you are going to get rejected after the first 50, it's just going to inspire you to just keep going. You're just going to keep going. Cause once you get that one, it's going to fuel you for the next 100. It's, you know, it's, yes, it's just, it is, it's going to, and you know, I try to tell people all the time, I, I, I don't want to regret that part of my life. I'm going to regret things I've said, things I've done to people, but I don't want to regret having written something and I don't want to be like, man, I should have wrote that or I should have read this. Right. This is it. Do it. So I would say there's no time to be afraid. There's just no time anymore. Life is short. I mean, you never know what could happen. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm feeling very inspired. So after this, I'm probably going to like, just like, hash it out and write something and really get myself out there. I feel very pumped about life now. Pound some beer in you and write that story. Get some of that beer in you and, 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 and write a story. Just write it out. Just write and listen. Don't, don't stop to edit. Don't worry about work. Fuck editing. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about margins. Don't worry about drafts. Don't worry about if, you, if the pages are paginated or not. Write the story. Just right, do it. the story. All right, well, wise words from Kevin White, who is at Mr. KRW on Twitter, if you want to follow him and check out his work. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You have a great night. Thank you, you too.